Well, Pastor David asked me to preach this morning. He's usually the Sunday morning preacher, but <laughs> he asked me to preach. So I gladly said yes. I, I like the opportunity to minister, you know, when I can because I, I just have so much uh, regard and honor for how the Word of God works in our life and the changes that it can make in us. And the Bible says the, the Word of God is, um, is quick and powerful, you know, and that word quick means alive, alive and powerful. And I believe it makes us alive and powerful. Amen. So uh, I'm, I know that you're going to receive from his word today. And let's just begin with the word of prayer. Father, we thank you that we can approach your word reverently and with great honor. We thank you for the written word. We thank you for the spoken word. We, we honor you today with uh, our attention being on you and what you're saying to us that we hear from the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord. Minds are open. Hearts are receptive. And that we are strengthened today as we have anointed ears to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, I'm going to talk to you today about newness of life. Newness of life. And we're going to look at Romans chapter 6. I think that it's so neat when you get something new, don't you? <laughs> it's just so fun, especially, you know, if you... Um, have wanted it, desired it for a while, and, and then it shows up and you think, oh, wow, this is so cool. Um, however, I have learned that some new things need to have a manual with them. Because especially if you've never seen anything like it, maybe a, a new phone, you know, and you have to go through a whole new learning curve, it's good to have some directions, isn't it? And um, this new life that we live because of Jesus Christ, the new creature that we are in Christ Jesus, comes with a manual. Amen? Yeah. And I thank God for his holy written word so that we can learn and study and grow by his word in this newness of life. Amen. So that's what we're going to uh, just talk about that for a minute. And I believe that uh, we'll see some things. I know this is kind of a foundation scripture, but, you know, I remember being um, in a classroom not too long ago, I was doing a parenting workshop in a public school. I had just volunteered to do some parenting workshops. Um, and so I was sitting there waiting for the class to come in and waiting for the teacher. And, and I looked up and around the, uh, the top of the ceiling was cursive writing, you know, the, the ABCs in cursive. And as I looked at each letter, I thought, you know, really, my cursive is not all that great. <laughs> I've kind of mixed in cursive with just regular letters, you know. I, I kind of strayed from the, the uh, really actual way to, to construct some of the letters. You know, I mean, how many of you do a Z like that, really? You know, and, and so anyway, I thought, I need to get back to the basics of cursive. <laughs> I don't even know if they teach it in school anymore. But uh, except for some schools, but I think that you know we can get away from uh, from knowing exactly what the Bible says if we're not feeding on the Word, right. you know. And we don't even know that we've strayed sometimes until we get back and and really study or really read uh, the Scriptures, like put it before our eyes. Um, I was writing a book, God Loves Women, and also I had learned about myself that some of the scriptures I was quoting, I was quoting them wrong. When I started really looking up the scriptures for my book to write it out in the book, I thought, 
I've been quoting that wrong. I've been saying that wrong. I've been leaving out these words. <laughs> you know, we put things sometimes to memory, but our memory sometimes strays. And so I think, you know, the whole the whole uh, idea here is to to check yourself with the word. Amen. To continually look in the word and be like the Bereans, you know, who who checked up behind people who were preaching and teaching to see if what they were taught was the truth. Amen. And God doesn't mind that. He really actually likes that when we get into his word. So we see this as a foundational scripture uh, and teaching here. But I believe, again, it just centers us to get in to see the, the, the same verses that we've known for years, but to look at them again closely. So Romans chapter 6. And um, let's look. Let's start here with verse 4. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so also should walk in, we should walk in newness of life. Newness of life. Now that means that uh, even in the Second Corinthians 5.17 that says uh, we're new creatures in Christ Jesus, it means that it's something that never existed before. Praise God. God changed us so when we became born again that the old nature, the sin nature, was uh, extracted, was cut away, just like the circumcision. We have been circumcised in our heart. And a new nature, praise God, the nature, divine nature of God was given unto us. Isn't that amazing to really think about that? That it's Christ in us now. And then it says the fullness of God is in him and he's in us. So think about that. Wow. We walk in that newness of life. And verse 5, For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we also uh, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. So the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, raised us from the dead, amen, and dwells in us, the Bible says, that resurrection power. And I'm telling you, that's some kind of power, isn't it, to raise uh, from the dead. Verse 6, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. So we've been freed from sin. That sin nature is gone. Amen? And I thank God that we have the power now to be uh, free and, and, uh, and walk free from that because his grace lives in us, his power lives in us, and his life. We have the life of God in us. Amen? The life of God in us so that we don't have to serve sin anymore. Really and truly, we don't have to serve sin. Amen. It doesn't have to be a part of our life at all because we're dead to it. Have you ever heard somebody get mad at you and say, I'm just dead to you? <laughs> and that means they're not going to pay any more attention. You know, like they used to say, talk to the hand because the ears aren't listening. We're not going to, we're dead to them or they're dead to us. That means that we just separated ourselves from that. Amen? And thank God we've been separated from sin. Yes. Hallelujah. 
We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. And I love that. God has given us a life of, of freedom and abundance. Now look at nine. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. And for in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Alive unto God. And that means we can listen to the Lord. We can walk in his light. We can uh, be guided by him his spirit and comforted and to uh, really have communion and fellowship with him. Whereas before, when we were sin nature, you know, we were sin conscious and uh, always um, maybe even trying to better our lives, but not able to because the life of God was not there. But now, praise God, we are alive unto him. Isn't that beautiful? I remember years ago when I was taught for the first time, uh, it was probably 1979, that I was the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I thought, what does that mean? And my pastor said, that means that you are right with God. Yes. You are right with God because I never thought I could attain that. And really, we can't attain that in our own strength or ability. No matter what we do, no matter how many times we go to church and have our little Sunday school star on the <laughs> attendance record, that won't make you right with God. Now, it'll help you learn about God. Amen. And a lot of times that's where we can get saved or even, you know, filled with the Holy Ghost. But there's only one way. Amen. There's only one way to the Father, and that's through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And he alone is our righteousness. Amen. Amen? What a beautiful thing to learn. And I'm telling you, when I learned that, I was the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus, I am right with God. I thought well, that I can live that way. If that's who I am, I can live that way. Amen? I think it's so enlightening to know who you are in Christ so that you can live who you are in Christ. And that doesn't mean we don't make mistakes or we don't do wrong things or miss the mark from time to time. But I'm telling you, the life of God just can can wipe all that out. Another new thing in the Word is His mercies are new every morning. Amen? So there's some, so much newness about God, and I love that about Him. So let's continue reading here. Um, let's look at uh, verse 11. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it and lust thereof. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God. Hallelujah. Listen to the voice of the Lord. Look at the Word and become what the Word says you are. And, and I think the first step to doing that is saying what the Word says you are. Amen. I remember uh, years ago, uh, someone ministered and said, you know, that First Corinthians 13, you can substitute your name in there and say, uh, instead of love is kind and on and on, you can say your names 
Scarlet is kind, you know, and you can confess those things about you because of the love of God in you. And uh, it's a beautiful thing to do, especially when it comes down to takes no account of evil done to it, you know. And, and you, you can really release people and things and circumstances that maybe have been very hurtful in your life just by confessing yeah. that you are loved because you're born of love. Amen. And it's so freeing to do that. I thank God that we don't have to stay wrapped up in resentment and hatefulness and bitterness. Amen. I'm telling you, that kind of stuff will kill you. It's bad. It's bad for your emotions. It's bad for your physical body. It's bad for your relationships. Nobody wants to be around a bitter person. But if you're the, if you walk in the love of God and share the love of God, people are attracted to you. Amen. I believe that gives you favor in your life. So we should yield ourselves unto God. As um, the Bible says, as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. The grace of God. And I just remember so many times um, being taught about the grace of God and how it helps know that his grace is there to to uh, have to empower you to yield your members unto God. Amen. We don't we don't even have to do that by ourselves. We've got God's grace, his empowerment to help us yield uh, to him. Amen. And, uh, you know, talking about the love of God, I was reminded as I was praying for this message um, about Brother Hagen, how he said, you know, we when we're born of God, we're born of love and we can yield ourselves to the love of God and be very aware of his love for others, even if our minds um, or, or emotions are upset or angry. You know, we can really rely on our spirit man where the love of God is to guide us. And um, he told a story of a woman who said to him, I hate my mother-in-law. Do you all remember that story? I hate my mother-in-law. And he said, now, you know, you're a born-again Christian. You're born of love. <laughs> he said, how does it feel in your spirit when you say, I hate my mother-in-law? And she said, well, it feels kind of funny, like it's kind of a grinding feeling. And uh, he said, that's because your spirit is born of love. And when you're saying things that's contrary to your spirit, man, there's an incongruency. And I tell you, I think that's why, this is just my personal opinion, uh, that so many, not so many, but many Christians are, can be really miserable is because they're not living out of their spirit. They're living out of their head or their emotions. Right. And it's incongruency. Right. You know, uh, we, one thing we learned in counseling is that a, a, a person who's really well balanced is congruent. Isn't that interesting how psychology tries to figure these things out? But I can tell you from living a spirit-filled life and in the Word, if you can get your mind and your heart and your emotions lined up, you're good. (laughs) Amen? You just feel good. Amen? Because your uh, mind is in agreement with the Word. You know, you've renewed it in whatever your 
whatever opposition's coming against you, you've renewed your mind and this is what you're standing on. And your spirit man is going, yes, yes, that's God's will. Amen. And then your body lines up with it and um, you bring it under subjection to that. And it, it's uh, all in agreement. I'm telling you, I think that's the, most, that's the well-balanced, healthy way to live. And so, and we can do that. Sometimes it takes a little work if we've been um, attacked. Anybody ever been attacked? By the devil or by people. <laughs> and so, you know, you have to kind of gather yourself up and say, okay, I'm a creature of love. So what do I do here? I walk in love. Well, how, what does that look like? And what does that sound like? And, and what are the actions that I need to take? Now, and I'm not talking about laying down under everybody and, you know, anybody's criticism or, or offense to you and that kind of thing. Because, you know, somebody told me years ago, if somebody keeps throwing up on you, Eventually, you move back a little bit, right? <laughs> Here is a trash can or something, but don't throw up on me anymore. And I know that's a crude example, but it's interesting how when somebody's yelling and screaming or causing you, you know, grief, there you can make a little distance there, amen? You can back up a little bit. It doesn't mean you hate them or you resent them or, you know, you talk ugly about them and spread strife against them, but it does mean that God doesn't expect you to be that uh, doormat where you're being walked on or you're being... Right, right. So you can you can uh, follow his leading with that. In fact, the Bible says, mark those who cause division among you and avoid them. Yes. Avoid them. So there must be something that God's trying to say in that situation that he doesn't want strife spread. He says, avoid these people that are causing strife. And division, just back off from them. It doesn't mean you hate them, you know, especially if they're, if they're Christians, you, you know, you love them, but you love them from afar. Amen. Until they get their congruency, <laughs> their mind, uh, in, in agreement with the love of God and their spirit, then you can fellowship with them again. But I think there's a time where they need to be really, uh, left to their relationship with God and Get it right with him. Amen? Does that make sense? Praise the Lord. So we see here this new way of living. And these are all things uh, that we can gather from his word. And again, referring to it like a manual. This word teaches us how to live this new life. The word of God teaches us how to act and how to talk. And, and I love the way uh, you know our teachers in faith would say, um, if somebody asks you a question, you would say, well, what does the word say? What does the word say about it? Because that's the answer to the question. It's not necessarily how I feel or what I think, but it's how God feels and how God thinks about it. And this is the way to live and walk in victory. Amen. So let's look over in Colossians chapter 2. Praise the Lord. Newness of life. Hallelujah. Colossians 2, verse 12 says here, Buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are, uh, are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead, and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened, Together, 
He's made alive. That word quicken means make alive. He's made us alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or drink or in respect of a holiday or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. And then it says, "No, let no man beguile you of your reward and voluntary humility and worshiping of angels in, uh, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands, having nourishment ministered and knit together, increaseth with the increase of God. Isn't that something? Jesus is the head of the church. Hallelujah. And we are nothing without him. Amen? Absolutely nothing without him. But with him, the Bible says, all things are possible. And as his body, all the head and the nourishment that comes um, from all the joints and bands, that as we are knit together, increase comes. And I believe that's all kinds of increase. I believe that's increase of every kind, spiritually, physically, I believe financially. I believe everything that can increase comes when this beautiful uh, picture of us being connected and joined with Christ, his resurrection, his life, amen, and then when we recognize each other as significant in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And that's really why I believe that uh, God says to pray for the unity of the brethren, the bond of peace, and the devil wants to sow discord. Yes. He wants to sow division yes. Yes. among the flock. And the Lord uh, is so so um, clear about that. Um, I think that uh, there's a picture in the word of a wolf coming in sheep's clothing, you know, <laughs> and I think that's interesting because many times, uh, we, we, you know, can, we try to blame leadership for strife or division or whatever. You know, it's their fault. They didn't make this decision or they didn't do this, whatever. But it didn't say a pastor, uh, I mean, a wolf in pastor's clothing. You know, it said sheep, right? So sometimes you gotta really watch who's sitting next to you. You see some fangs coming out. You think, uh oh, <laughs> is that a wolf? You know, and um, that, you know, I know we're not supposed to be paranoid, but just to identify people who are sowing discord among the brethren could be a wolf, could be a goat, even a little bit of a goat. Goats butt at every, you know, have you ever had a goat? They like to get in the highest place, like they're the king, and then they like to butt at things. So, you know, there's some goats, but thank God for sheep. Amen. And we are his sheep. We are the sheep of his pasture. And they are, uh, you know, they're uh, guided by him and directed by him and taken care of by him. There's a humility about sheep. And that's who we are. Amen. Praise the Lord. So 
we see that he is the head of the church and we are nourished and ministered to and knit together and there comes increase. Now, one last thought here in Galatians chapter 5, and I'm going to close uh, with this. Galatians chapter 5, this is familiar, I'm sure, to all of you, the fruit of the Spirit. But I think that, again, this is a new way of living. This is what we have access to because we're born of God, born of his Spirit. And God is, he is so full of the fruit here, and we can be too. The Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Now, you know, that's awesome in this day and time. If you can find somebody that has love and joy and peace, they stand out. Amen? I think they stand out and shine brighter now than ever before because, unfortunately, there's so many people without love, without joy, and with no peace. But praise God, we can have this result of the Spirit of God in us. Love, joy, peace. Patience, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and temperance. And these are all things that as we live in the Spirit, we could also, the Bible says, walk in the Spirit, walk in these things. And it's just a life of um, health when you walk in these uh, God-given fruit of the Spirit. And we have access to those. We can choose this way of living because it's already in us, in Christ. I, I remember, and I'll close with this, going to a football game with my dad. He loved football. He played football for years and years, high school, college, and even professional. And so um, he and I had that in common, uh, not that I played. Well, I played powder puff one time. <laughs> I didn't know how hard it was to play football until I was on one powder puff league. Whew. But anyway. So, but I enjoyed watching it with him and going to games. So we were in Atlanta going to a, a game there one time. And he got lost in Atlanta, which is kind of easy to do. Yeah. Um, he got lost and he was so frustrated because he liked to go watch them warm up, you know, and he wanted to go to the pregame things. And, and so he was all upset about it and everything. And, and he, he had a shirt with a pocket. He was trying to get something out of his pocket and he got it out. And I thought, what is that? So I asked him, I said, what is that? He said, it's my fruits. I said, your fruits? Because now he was also kind of a health nut. You know, he carried bananas with him and, you know, nuts and granola and everything. And I thought, that's not, that's just a piece of paper. He said, no, this is the fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> he said, I carry it with me in case when I get upset, I go over the list. <laughs> and he took it out driving and he goes, love, joy, peace, <laughs> long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and temperance. And I got so tickled, but I've thought of that through the years, you know, because it is so easily, you know, we get into anger or whatever because of situations and circumstances. And we can let ourselves get all angry and, and temper flare and all the things that, you know, human nature wants to get into. But God's nature, with God's nature, we don't have to. We can have a really good day. In the midst of a really bad situation, we can have a really good day. Amen? And I thank God for that. I thank God for that. Pastor David and I got some bad news the other day, and he goes, let's just go play the organ and worship. Amen? And so we went into the living room. Thank God he's got an organ there. And he started playing, and we started singing. And before you knew it, we were both good. We were good to go. Amen? We released all the care and worry over on the Lord and just worshiped and praised the Lord and, and really uh, 
we're relieved. And I believe it's always available. Amen. Yeah. It's always available in Christ Jesus. Well, did you get anything out of that this morning? Yeah. Amen. Well, let's stand up and we'll pray. Father, I thank you for this day. Again, we're so thankful and grateful to be a part of the kingdom of God, born again, born of love, born of grace. We thank you that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, only because of the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. And I pray today, if someone's listening on live stream or even in the auditorium today, we pray that if they've never made you Lord of their life, that they will do that right now, that they'll become this new creature where everything's new, newness of life in Jesus' name. So if that's you today and you would like to be born again, just pray this simple prayer with me, and I believe Jesus will come into your heart and make you a new creature. Just say, Father God, I thank you today for your love, your mercy, and your grace. And I believe in my heart that God, you raised Jesus from the dead, and I confess him right now as my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. And I thank you I'm born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if you're listening and you prayed that prayer, maybe for the first time, I uh, encourage you to get into the Word. This is your manual. Get you a Bible. And also, find a local church with a pastor that can teach and help you and fellowship around you and support you in the things of God. Hallelujah. All right.